boom there it is ladies and gentlemen another exciting show for we're ready to rock and roll look it's right up my podcast alley i don't know about you guys but customer acquisition it's one of those things that we all struggle with and if you could get it organically that's gonna make a big difference today's guest is gonna help talk about what they're doing to help people like me podcasters like me content creators like me get more organic reach let's do this here we go shut up and sit down The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. (laughs) All right, ladies and gents, I am down one business bro, but it's not a big deal. We're still going to get the show off and rolling. Uh, Farzad, you got a story to tell here. Uh, There's so many people who in 2020 decided that I'm going to start a podcast, right? I'm going to get into this thing. I'm going to create content so that more people can find me and my business is going to grow. And so many people created content that uh, nobody listened to or very few people listened to uh, didn't get the organic reach that they wanted to ios comes out they make a couple changes and still we're getting less and less organic reach you're coming to save the day tell me how you got here today <laughs> yeah absolutely so first of all i Organic traffic, we mainly refer to Google. We, we actually have a podcast engine and in the company uh, in the software that we've built. And that's how we found you guys and, um, and and happy to tell you a little bit more about it. But for folks who are listening, I'd like to give a little bit of a, a backstory of sort of who we are and kind of sort of what we do uh, so that, you know, uh, I'm. So it all comes to like why you guys got to listen to me in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get some credibility going, right? Yeah, let's let's do that first. Yeah, but um, so I started my career as a uh, as a first marketing hire at a company called Visme. Have you heard of Visme before, by the way? I have not. Never heard of Visme. All right, no. Never heard of Visme. All right. Have you heard of a tool like Canva or Prezi? Yes, Prezi and Canva. I have. You've heard of both of them. Okay, so think of Visme as a more B2B version of Canva. Canva is more on a B2C side, right? Uh, Cast a broader net. We're, we're an all-in-one brand content creation platforms in terms of like infographics and documents um, on the cloud. So that, that's sort of what Visme does. So when I joined the company, product was in beta. We were a software company and uh, it was a bunch of engineers and designers. I came in and was like, all right, let's go sell this thing. And <laughs> basically... There's predominantly three customer acquisition channels. One is paid advertising. That's what everybody thinks. Uh, that's that's the go-to uh, strategy, and it works great because you know it's easy to track, it's easy to set up, it doesn't require you know a ton of technical expertise, so you can start getting quick wins uh, right from the beginning. Problem with paid ads, you know, either be on Facebook or AdWords or uh, other sort of um, advertising techniques there using a bidding system. So that means that mm-hmm. the more uh, advertisers are entering the market, which they are, especially with COVID, uh, everybody shifted everything online. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cost of customer acquisition is skyrocketing. Now for some of the products, like for example, if you don't sell a product that's like $2,000 a month, it just doesn't make sense to start, you know, uh, spend $2,000 to acquire a customer that's gonna pay you $100 a month, right? Yeah. So yeah. the payback periods are just getting dragged along. So. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of never-ending black hole of of cash, but this this is how I sort of describe uh, paid advertising. Uh, 
And uh, Vizion at the time was a bootstrap company. So we, we had raised no outside funding and it was self-funded completely. So that wasn't really that big of an option for, or it wasn't a scalable option. We still do paid ads up to this point, up to a certain point, but it's not something that you, you could easily scale. Another one is cold outreach for sales, especially for B2B products. It's what everybody does, right? Let's go knock on some doors. Let's go email some people and try to sell them our product. Pick up the and phone and shake hands and kiss babies, right? There you go. <laughs> and again, it works uh, for some of the enterprise great. Like if you have a product that's like six figures a year license or something that is a, a very high uh, LTV, uh, it makes sense to go hire a bunch of salespeople and knock on a thousand doors to sell one deal, right? But Vizmi's the product is very affordable. So like it starts at like $15 a month. So it just doesn't make much sense to start going out and, and you know, there's only so many companies that can go knock on doors and, and one out of a thousand would purchase it and it's $15 a month, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, it just doesn't make sense to start doing outreach uh, at scale. So the third channel that really moved the needle for us was content marketing and started producing pieces of uh, educational content, similar to what you guys are doing now, but in text format for Google. So that we position ourselves, so we show up in places where people who are looking for a solution like ours would naturally come and find us. Let me ask you a question, all right? Say you wanna create a presentation tomorrow for, for your podcast, right? And and uh, you don't wanna use PowerPoint or Google Slides, and they're ugly and, and you know there's not a whole lot. So you wanna look for a better solution. What's the first thing you do to look for a new software? Google. There you go. That's what everyone does. <laughs> so it's the number one thing. Yeah, exactly. So ideally, we want to show up in places where you're already looking for. So I don't have to come and knock on a million doors to come find you right at the right time. So what we did at Vesme was to start producing pieces of education and content and start writing from the heart. Right. And, and, and start producing content pieces, shooting blind. And guess what happened? People want to learn. I mean, that's that's the beauty of what TikTok is all about. It's the beauty of what stories are all about is we want, it, it, even if it's something small, the fact that we're learning something new captures our attention. So I'm assuming you gained attention. That's what we thought was going to happen. We were like, this is great. We're putting together all this content. This is awesome. And guess what? Nothing Nobody happened. Cared. It was completely oh, crazy. I know. <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> so, what, through trial and error over a course of uh, uh, within the next few years, what we decided, what or what we, we sort of found the blueprint to figure out what exactly works, and, and and that was quite a scientific process of understanding what type of content or what is what specifically we need to create in order to really stand out. Uh, and so I, I talk about this in the little ebook I wrote back in 2019. And folks can download this free. Uh, it's called a Vizme Marketing Strategy. You could just Google it, uh, V-I-S-M-E. And uh, basically, I, I, I sort of talk about in the process of there are some tools out there that are uh, helping you sort of identify new keywords. So they just tell you, okay, this keyword gets this amount of hits, this amount of traffic. This is how competitive it is to, uh, to rank for. And here's the average cost per click. Uh, this is how much other advertisers are betting on it. So using that information, we actually identify what we call this opportunity keywords, which are keywords that are high volume, high in commercial intent, and low in competition. 
And that sort of mm -hmm. that sweet spot in the middle is what we call opportunity growth. So now this is what we use as a North Star when it comes to our content strategy. So we start producing pieces of content that cater to those keywords. And then what happened was that once we started putting together these content pieces, we're like, this is great. We're still getting getting pushed down to like page two, page three of Google. Like this is nonsense because 99.9% .9 of clicks are happening on page one. And for any keyword that you go search in Google now, there's like hundreds of thousands or sometimes billions of search results for a keyword. Go and look up presentation software. Do it right now, please. <laughs> There's two Tons. billion search results for that keyword. All right. Now, how do you go out of that two billion? I would say at least, even if you're in the top one percent in terms of quality of content, right? You're still in the guess what two two uh, two millionth or two hundred millionth. Um, no, I'm sorry, twenty millionth. Anyway, I can't do math. Uh, so two zeros. Let's take off two zeros. Yeah, so you still got a, you got some ways to go, all right? So you basically still have uh, 20 million uh, search results to go through. So what we wanted to do was to start um, basically getting ourselves up in the page one. And, and the way we understood Google works, it's like a Mean Girls popularity contest. Mm -hmm. So basically, that because it's impossible for them to try and rank all the search results based on just quality, because first of all, it's subjective. Second of all, there's a lot of quality content out there nowadays. So the way to sort of prioritize it is based on popularity. And it's hard to be popular, right? Yeah, it is. Right? So the more other relevant authoritative websites in your space that are talking about you, that increases what we call your general domain authority. That tells Google and other search engines that, hey, this must be an authoritative resource that people like because they're citing it and they're talking about it. Similar to how in university research papers, you know, the, the site number of citations is important. Now, basically what we understood early on was that these links, these backlinks from other websites and not just any junk website in the world, like websites that are actually in our space um, are, are the most valuable thing. So what we did was to start actually dedicating our time and resources according to that. So right now, up to this day, we spend 20% of our resources on content creation and 80% on content promotion and link building and outreach. All right. Mm. So what that helped us is that it helped us kind of push us over the top. Now, guess what? Visme still bootstrap. We're completely profitable, over 80 employees. We are getting 2 million monthly organic traffic every single month. Now, if you were to pay Google, pay AdWords for that level of traffic, throw a number out there. How much do you think we would have to spend in paid advertising every month to get to that level of traffic? Oh my gosh, I'd uh, take away three zeros maybe like per thousand. That's what I'm thinking. So I don't know, a couple per month for 2 million traffic views? I don't know. 20 grand a month? $1.4 million a month. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is like Ouch. just ridiculous. Ouch. Right. Now it didn't happen overnight, right? So it took us seven, eight years to get here up to this point. But uh, but what I'm trying to say is that it definitely pays off over time. So what, what we were doing, so we know that these backlinks are very important and not just for the sake of getting links in order to increase organic traffic, but also just getting product mentions and getting other people to talk about it is a good thing. It's never a bad thing. So we, we had to do everything manually by hand. So we would have to find, okay, we published this article. Where do we have to go find 
the right place that would make sense for them to mention this and uh, what do we incentivize them with who's the right contact what's the the email address etc and we're duct taping a bunch of different tools together and we tried every single software you can name under the sun and there were either like mass outreach tools that was sort of spamming the world i'm sure you get a ton of these every <laughs> yeah I, I've, I've seen those i mean where they they are going to promise you the world that you're going to get onto fox and msnbc and this all these other things um but i don't know how relevant all those different uh approaches are when they go out like that in a, in a spammy kind of way does it right. is it like when you're sending emails like adding the same story or the same blog post to multiple outlets like that is it is it similar to sending spam emails well, so that's the thing. So that it just doesn't work. I mean, if it works, then great. By all means, go do it. It's just nobody answers those emails. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's not going to not going to work. Yeah. But there are other tools out there that were CRM. that are just keeping track of your existing relationships. But how do you get those relationships in the door in the first place? Right. <laughs> that's the chicken and egg problem. So what we did basically was to put together the whole process that was working for us manually in a smaller scale. Yeah, and then built a little internal software for ourselves in a very ugly looking uh, user interface. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it just worked ridiculously well because we could just scale what was working already without losing quality. And so it would ideally find through a variety of different strategies. We would find other uh, relevant blog posts that were created that our post would make a nice mention. And then it would go find the right contact, whoever was in charge of editorial or in charge of their content or someone relevant to marketing and get their email and uh, do all that stuff, but completely automated. So you, you could throw in a keyword and then it will help you identify, okay, what are the right opportunities? Who's the right contact? And then reach out to them directly. And basically also uh, helping you with email deliverability, make sure you don't end up in spam. And, and all that good stuff that, that led to the creation of Respond. And we're like, all right, guys, this is awesome. So we cut around 80% of our average costs because we canceled a bunch of paid subscriptions, let go of a lot of our data mining team, and we just use, do everything inside Respond. And, uh, and, and then we're like, okay, let's uh, put this out as a standalone product. And that, that's sort of how Respond came to be as a separate product out of Esme. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So it, it's it responded came from a problem. It's the problem that a lot of content creators have because I'm in the subscription problem, right? Where I have a subscription to something that helps me create little video clips. I have a subscription to help me create, you know, still images. I have a subscription that helps me do uh, translations and and you know all these other different little things to create content. Uh, and that doesn't even take care of my distribution in the ad spend or whatever that you're, you're telling me you put something together that puts it all together. So I don't have to go to these different places. So I could essentially you by using just respond itself, cut out a lot of these other subscriptions and it would be totally worth the cost. Right. But uh, you also have to, so I, I don't mean to represent uh, what we do. So we, we, we don't touch uh social media or paid advertising on that, on that front. So that's something that, that that's not what we focus on. What we focus on is content promotion for organic traffic for Google. So meaning that, mm. uh, for example, you put out a new blog article and you have a target keyword for it. For example, e-commerce marketing, right? Since you guys are in the video production for e-commerce, right? Uh, or e-commerce uh, videography. And then you basically have a sales page for that 
keyword. And then you create lots of content pieces around that keyword. For example, how do I take good pictures for my e-commerce product? Or how do mm. I uh, market my e-commerce store, et cetera? And then you write educational content for each one. You put it out, it's going to be crickets, right? Nobody's going to come find you magically. So using Respana, you're able to identify other websites that have written, for example, a guide on, hey, what are some of the best marketing tactics for uh, e-commerce in 2022? And they happen to mention, hey, take good pictures for you uh, for your product. So I can reach out to that article and like, yo, hey, I found your article on on what are the marketing tactics for e-commerce. Notice you mentioned, uh, you know, e-commerce videography somewhere in the body, and, and we actually just put together a comprehensive guide covering that. And if you were kind to give us a mention here, I got a network of ten thousand followers. I'm happy to share this with. Right. So you start mm -hmm. generating these backlinks, generating these mentions of your content piece. Now that over time, as you get a handful of these in the door, that increases the, the popularity of that post of that blog post in eyes of Google. Now starts getting rank, uh, starts uh, going up the rankings for that target keyword. So now next time I'm looking up, hey, what's the how do I take pictures of my e-commerce product? And your article would pop up. That would potentially be interesting in your services they offer as an agency. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, yeah, of... yeah. And it's, so it's not a, it's not a, it's not a get rich quick scheme. So when you hear people oh, no. talking about this, uh, you know, it's just posted it with us. We'll send it everywhere, and you'll get all kinds of publicity. It doesn't work that way. And it's mm -hmm. funny because I think of this this exact podcast that you know when I when I Google my own name, it's really intense on the amount of content that's out there. Sometimes I Google some of our guest name, and what pops up is the stuff that we have, for example. And I always was was thinking volume is what's going to help me get there. And it kind of does because essentially we're getting backlinks from people who have been on the show. So it's, right. it's definitely helping in, in the long play. It's, it's been a slower process, but it's definitely working. What you're saying is you're going to help us get more of those kinds of connections, more of those kinds of opportunities to get our information in front of more relevant content so kind of giving our search results a little bit of a boost that's but right this is still going to go over time so who is a perfect fit to be able to use this type of platform so anybody who's looking to get organic traffic through google and you have to remember not every business is the right fit for that right so you got to first for like for example if i own a mom if i own a brick and mortar ice cream store in downtown likely people aren't just googling hey how do i make ice cream and come and find my ice cream store right so mm -hmm. you should just get some reviews on your google maps or whatever and that's how people find you so first understand where your clients are hanging out and how are your customers finding a product or a solution that you resolve right and and, and google seo normally works best for companies that cater globally like we're a software company you, we, i just did a demo for a company in australia like 30 minutes ago uh and earlier it was another company in, in um gosh alabama <laughs> right so uh, what i'm trying to say is that, it, that regardless of where they are in the world they're all looking up the same in problems that's right and, and then we want to show up so that we can cater to them now you can do do optimizations also for uh, local uh, SEO as well, but that's that's not really uh, uh, worthwhile to, to go through all that trouble to create all these content pieces, etc. But but so first understand where your customers are hanging out, and if people are googling you in order to find you, like VisMe, we're a presentation software, 
that's how everybody finds a new presentation tool, right? They just go and Google, hey, what's the, how do I create a presentation or presentation software, et cetera. And we pop up for every single one of those keywords. Uh, same goes for Respana. Hey, how do I increase or uh, link building software? Or how do I reach out to other blogs, et cetera? And that, that's uh, how we acquire our customers. So understanding how your customers are finding you, finding a product like yours, and then creating content pieces or landing pages, uh, depending on that keyword, and then pouring gasoline on a fire by reaching out to other website and incentivizing them uh, to link back to you or mention you, and that increase your domain rating popularity, and the rest is history. That's such a, it's, it's so simple and yet not very easy. So, you know, I'm thinking of it from the podcast perspective. If, if I came to you and I said, hey, I want to get my podcast out to more people. I want more people to be able to see this. Um, and I know that this is a business podcast. So I am literally, right. you know, swamped with so much competition. Can you help mm. me be more searchable? What's that process look like if I come to you and say I need that? Right. So a few factors, right? So I'm like, all right, let's let's put our heads together and try to figure something out. How do, how do normally people find business podcasts? One might say, okay, you, you, you have to tell me because we don't have a podcast. But for example, you tell me, hey, people normally go on Google, like what are best po uh, best business podcasts? And normally the search is dominated by a bunch of blog articles that are listing a bunch of business podcasts. I'm like, all right, so let's pop that bad boy keyword into Respana and reach out to every single one of his blogs and then invite these guys to come on the show, <laughs> right? That's mm -hmm. the incentive. Right. And get them to mention your podcast on this list post. And guess what? Other people were looking for so, or it creates an evergreen flow of customers, uh, excuse me, uh, audience to your podcast. Yeah. So once your podcast is on all the top 10 business podcast uh, listicles, that's what we call these blog posts, then organically over time, this is how people will come and find you. So you could triple or 10x your viewership uh, by getting a few of these key blog posts to mention you. So that's one. Not a one. Okay. Well, if somebody is listening or potentially be listening to podcasts, they're normally listening to multiple podcasts, right? So I, I, I listen to your podcast, I listen to Mixergy podcasts, a bunch of other entrepreneurship podcasts, right? So why don't we reach out to those hosts and pitch ourselves to go on as a guest? And that's that's what I'm doing, right? So I'm, I'm yep. coming to you on your podcast as a guest, one, because I love you, two, is because it's a great way for us to spread it, the word about our brand. It's just a way for us to do brand awareness, right? Now, right. every single person who's listening to this podcast has heard of the name Respana and Disney, right? So basically not looking to sell anything here, but what I'm trying to say is that it's just one touch point. There's normally seven touch points before someone makes a purchasing decision. This is one of them, right? Um, now, for you, so Responder has a podcast engine. So you can look up, for example, podcast episodes that have interviewed a um, another person uh, for uh, in, in your space. It could be in, in the e-commerce space or in, in the entrepreneurship space. Say so that's me. So you can pop in my name, pulls up all the list of podcasts that I've been a guest on. So you can reach out to every single one. That tells you three things. One, these podcasts accept guests in the first place because not mm -hmm. every podcast does. Two, they're relevant to your space because they've interviewed me. Three, also makes your life easier in terms of pitching because it's like, yo, Jonathan, came across your podcast. I love uh, what you talked about with Farzad. And by the way, I'm not sure whether you're still accepting guests, but we'd love to hop on the show and talk about this and that. Um, if 
if you'd be interested, right? So you going on podcasts, that's what I'm doing. I'm on a podcast tour right now. Uh, it's a great way to get some brand awareness about your podcast. Um, I mean, I could keep going till tomorrow, but I'm at uh, yeah, dude. And, and it's funny because you're taking a marketing angle at this, right? Like, you know, when, when people often try to sell something, they always start with the with the with the features, right? You want this because it comes in six different colors because, you know, it's shiny because whatever it is. Uh, and you're you're I feel like your process is more problem aware. Like you're like, OK, I know what you, you're looking for. This is the word that you want to come up in. What is already there? Like that's a completely different point of view. How did you, you know, where'd you come up with the marketing background for that? Right. So one of the things, uh, you know, I've learned throughout my career uh, is education is number one, right? So if I'm teaching you something that automatically establishes a level of credibility, that means that you trust what I say and you are more likely to uh, listen to what I do and pay attention to the things I built because you trust that I know my stuff. And then once you uh, once you have that level of understanding, then that automatically uh, creates demand for your product. Uh, one of the great examples of this is Rand Fishkin, uh, founder of a company called Moss. Uh, he basically used to, back in the day when nobody knew about SEO uh, or search engine optimization, all that stuff, uh, he would go, he had something called um, whiteboard Fridays. And that's how I learned a lot of things that I know about SEO today. And, and he would literally just go and put knowledge out in the world for free. He would not charge for it. He would just teach people do things and uh, just establish. And, and then this guy, anywhere he goes, any, he just built a new product. We have a subscription for it, <laughs> right? Just automatically because I trust his stuff is good. So building, establishing credibility and, and just educating people without asking any, anything for return that automatically over time uh, leads to, um, I would say, uh, great success just by educating, sharing what you know. So let me recap because uh, that way I can feel like I, I understand this. I have a business and I want to get customers in the door. I have a couple options. One of them is a paid. One of them is organic. I know mm -hmm. the organic is going to take me some time, but if I do it and I tack it correctly over time, it's definitely going to snowball into something beneficial. And this is where Respana comes in. You can help me take my content and find specific keywords and the influential factors of those keywords so that I can get my content in front of more eyes in a relevant process and then be found on a, on a higher Google search result. Uh, and the reason why I would want to do that is because once I get traffic coming my way, then it's, it's going on my landing pages. And this is where lead magnets and other cool stuff that you give away on that, uh, on that particular landing page where you start to collect the data. Because once you collect the data and you have that, this is where you can continue continuously make more sales. So you've increased your organic reach, which brings more traffic to your landing page, which helps you grow your database, which gives you more opportunities to sell. Did exactly. I get that about right? That's 100% correct. And one thing I would add on to that is not an either or, they're not mutually exclusive, right? So no. paid advertising, cold outreach, and uh, SEO and, and content marketing and, and organic side of things, uh, they go hand in hand. So once you start a business, yes, run some ads, get a proof of concept, do some outreach, get some companies in the door, some early customers in the door. There's nothing wrong with that. Keep on doing what you're doing, but then, what a lot of people miss out on is that since there is no instant gratification when it comes to content marketing and SEO, a lot of people just skip that step. 
right? Mm-hmm. But, but not understanding or not paying attention to the fact that if they start early, then by the time their business is grown, right, up to a certain point, that's just going to fuel the growth of the company on a hockey stick. And they don't have to rely on ads and cold outreach anymore in order to grow. It's just a continuous and it, it's an evergreen flow of traffic. As soon as one of your pages starts getting rankings for your target keyword, it's going to continuously every day bring traffic to your website without you having to spend a penny. So you just sort of snowballs over time. But it, it is going to be difficult. Right? You are 100% correct. It is not supposed to be easy. And I always say this to people. I say it's a good thing that it's not easy because mm-hmm. if it was easy, then any of your competitors can come up tomorrow and just knock you out the door, right? It is a competitive advantage. So if someone goes to say, you get up tomorrow, you build a better software than Visme, right? It is possible, technically. Say you have a thousand engineers and they pop this software together and and it's working better. You still can't beat Visme over over a short period of time. It's going to be very difficult to beat it just because we've, you know, grown our roots into the search and we get all this traffic in the door. It's going to take time for it to be able to compete. And that's what's putting us over the top, right? That's how Facebook, for example, has, uh, you know, if you build a better tool than Facebook tomorrow, nobody's going to come use it because they all have their own stuff in there, right? It already has a ton of brand awareness. So uh, that, 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 yeah, I just want people to look at this as a competitive advantage and it's difficult and it's supposed to be. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Oh, we better be worthy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you got you you got a, a great product out there, and you've been laying down the groundwork. Uh, and what you explained today was not only educational, but it was very beneficial. Like it gives people clarity on how they can create content and why they should be creating content. Uh, specifically targeting certain areas or certain keywords to build. It's a strategy behind it, right? And you, you, I think you laid that out beautifully in today's episode. So if people want to work with you, they want to reach out to you. How can they do that? That's a great question. One thing I would say is don't go and just sign up for the all these fancy tools, Respond included. Don't just guide. You're like, okay, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to go purchase a Respondent subscription. It's going to resolve all of my problems. Please don't do it. That's going to be a waste of money. All right. So we got to put some lay, uh, groundwork in place first. Let's understand what we're trying to do. Get you know, baby, get some base base groundwork done and do it in baby steps. All right. So one thing I would highly recommend, folks, I outline what we learned over the course of eight years of business trial and error, wasting a ton of money and, and understanding really what works and, and doubling down on it. In the ebook I wrote, and it's free, you don't have to pay for it. Just go look up Visme Marketing Strategy and then download that little PDF and just read it. It is 160 pages, but I tend to blabber a lot. It is an easy read. <laughs> and w- once we have that down, then again, don't pay for tools. You can do what I explained in the ebook. I actually have intentionally not put our product anywhere in the book because I want to teach you that you can do this yourself manually. Right. And, and it's going to take some time and it's not going to be very efficient, but it is enough for it to work. And, and once you start getting some early successes, once you start putting together a process, now it's time to scale. And that's when a tool like Responda can help to really sort of pour some gasoline on the fire on what's already working. So if you already have a strategy in place, if you know what you're doing with average, then let's get your response subscription so you can do what you do in 10 hours in less than 10 minutes. Boom. There it is, ladies and gents. Look, 
Customer acquisition is tough. It's not the easiest thing in the world. So you need to be laying down as many seeds as you possibly can. And this is one of those strategies that it doesn't take much time. Like a little bit of effort every single day will add up to a lot later down the road. It's like that compound interest story. You know, that whole story about when you invest, if you were younger, you know, a couple hundred bucks for a few years over time, it becomes a lot of money. Well, it's the same type of capital that you need to be investing in yourself in that content creation with a strategy because over time that's going to compound into a lot of attention coming your way organically uh man www.respona.com go check it out uh you guys got demos i saw on the on the on the website that they can sign up for to take a look at what's going on right for that's right yes absolutely we also have a blog and uh and uh we put out a ton of free educational content. You, you don't have to put in your email or anything. We, we share everything uh, ungated for everyone to learn. Uh, so respondo.com slash blog. Uh, folks can go and visit and, and uh, learn some of the strategies that we that we teach on there as well. Learn, 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 learn. And I know you as entrepreneurs out there, you want to learn and you spend a lot of time learning. But there's one thing you got to make sure you do with everything that you learn. Implement so go to the website, www.respondent.com, learn, and then start to implement what you learn. That's where the difference is going to be made. Uh, Farsad, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Really enjoyed everything that you were teaching me. Um, again, it's one of the greatest pleasures of my day is to learn something new. And the way you laid it out made a lot of sense, uh, especially with the stuff that we've been doing here on the show ourselves. Uh you know, we're big on video testimonials. So if you can let me know, you've been on a podcast tour. What was your experience like being on the Business Bros podcast? It was awesome. Definitely a lot of energy. I love that about a host uh, to to have a ton of energy because I know in podcasts, it's only audio. So it's hard to capture the audience's attention for, 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 long, for long periods of time. So you've done a wonderful job. Thank you so much for having me. All right, ladies and gents. Well, that's it for today. I'm excited. This week is almost over. We got Christmas coming up right around the corner. So make sure you hug your loved ones uh, and uh, cuddle up next to a fire. Put some of those business things down and enjoy some of your time here as we get closer to Christmas. We'll see you guys again manana. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.